Welcome to the Momfully You podcast. I'm your host, Chastity Holcomb, a trauma therapist, a fellow high-achieving mama, and after years of my clinical experience helping hundreds of people recover from unhealthy family cycles, I'm here to help moms transform what it means to be an emotionally healthy mom in your family. I believe the generations shift when moms heal. So on this podcast, I'm going to walk you through how to do it all while honoring God in the process. So come on in, grab a blanket, and let's lean all the way in. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, I'm going to be all up and through your business in this episode. I'm just going to lay it out there. I believe in giving warnings. I believe when we know what's ahead in most cases, we feel prepared. So I'm preparing you right now, you know, grab something soft that's going to help you. Grab something soft that's going to help you. It may not be that bad, but I did want to tell you that. Okay. (laughs) So I am not... um, My primary focus, rather, when I'm working with clients is not to work on their relationships. It is to work on you, the person, and how you, the person, interacts within your relationship, right? So even though that's not my primary goal, it is something that I talk about very deeply with my clients. Um, And so therefore, I see a lot of patterns that come up. And a lot of these patterns revolve around marriage, right? And so how these particular Uh, patterns are playing out in life. And so before we get into the, before we get into this, just know that this episode is not speaking to um, you if you consider yourself to be in an abusive or um, extremely hurtful relationship. If you are in a relationship where um, your husband is verbally abusive, physically abusive, um, there are things in this episode that Uh, may not ring true for your scenario. I spent lots of time, lots of years investing my effort and my energy and my time and my expertise working with women and children who come from domestic violence relationships. And so I always like to give a um, a forewarning or a uh, discretion at the beginning and in saying that you might hear some things that you want to apply to your marriage, but if abuse is present, It does not. I encourage you with all of me to seek support and help. Okay, so let's get into the secret fear of your husband leaving you. We've all heard, or I think it's a pretty popular term rather, of daddy issues. Typically, daddy issues are referred to the emotionally absent dad who is in the home but does not um, show or express emotion or affection, right? So they're there, they provide the, the, the protection and the food and the money for the house, but they withdraw in some form of fashion their emotion and their affection. You don't see them particularly happy. You don't see them particularly sad. They struggle to express the words, I love you. I miss you. I care about you. I'm there for you. The things that we need to hear and be affirmed in as children, we don't get that from emotionally absent fathers that are within the home. That's one form of the daddy issue. The second form of the daddy issue is the father who is not in the home, 
right? Either your parents got divorced or they were never, never married. And for whatever reason, your dad's own, um, emotional, uh, baggage or maturity level, right? He was not able to reckon with building a relationship with you without being in relationship with your mom. So you suffered in the process, feeling rejected and abandoned by your dad and his lack of effort in building a relationship with you. Uh, typically, um, when I talk about like the mom wound, um, and the daddy issues, people usually hear more about daddy issues than they do, you know, the mom wound, but they're both equally as hurtful and harmful. But today our focus is on this. When you have, um, daddy issues, it sets the tone for relationships, um, other relationships with men in your life. I would be considered to have daddy issues. Although I do feel like I'm in a place where uh, a healing, I'm in the place in my healing journey to where I have forgiven my father. He has now passed away. He's, he passed away in 2012. I was in graduate school. Um, but he passed away, um, when I was in graduate school and, uh, I was at that point in my life, kind of like I'm avoiding the conversation. He hasn't, he hadn't been around for a long, 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 long time. So it's like, you know, out of sight, out of mind. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't phase me. And then I had to go to therapy as a part of our training to be, um, therapist. And she kept bringing it up. I'm like, ma'am, I'm over it. She's like, no, not quite. So I had to process it. (laughs) And since then, um, learning how the lack of that relationship impacted other relationships in my life, I'm in the point of my journey where there still are things that sting, right? When I see my husband with our girls, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. But why I didn't have that, you know, there are moments that I feel triggered and it comes up. But I'm not stuck in a cycle of operating out of that hurt. That's what true healing really is about, I feel. So um, having walked through my own journey and looking at all of the other boyfriends and relationships that I had, I had developed this sense of, well, when I was super young, so I'm about to walk you down my story just a little bit. When I was super young, middle school, I was in a relationship. And I remained in that same relationship with that one boyfriend until I was a sophomore in college. Uh Uh-huh. We dated for 10 whole years, 10 whole years, lots of ups and downs, lots of joy and sorrow that were a part of that relationship. But I thought I was going to marry this boy, this man. (laughs) Um, After that relationship ended and it ended very abruptly. It was very hurtful because I'm thinking again, we're going to get married. We're going to, we're going to have kids. We're going to fly off into the sunset. We're going to be the high school sweetheart, uh, story that we tell our children and our children's children. Right. Um, my sophomore year in college, I transferred from a school that I was at to the school that he was at. And the week before school started, he dumped me. And when I tell you, All of the abandonment issues that I had from my dad rose up within me with the biggest rage I had ever felt in my life. Y'all, I thought I was going to jail. I did. Y'all think I'm calm, but listen, I'm a gangster, but don't push me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to kill you, but don't push me. I felt like that anger was just about to take over my life. I really did. God save me. Thank you. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I didn't do nothing awful, but I was very upset. And the abandonment um, issues that I had with my dad carried over and were ignited within me. So for the next two years, I felt very alone, very in the dark, very unwanted, very unloved, and very confused. How is it that people, men in particular, right, that I am in relationship with, leave me, hurt me, abandon me, reject me? And so I kind of subconsciously made up this pact in my mind. I will never allow another man to hurt me. Now, I never said this out loud. I never, you know, drew out or wrote out a contract, signed and was like, boom, sealed with blood. Never going to happen. <laughs> I didn't do that. But somewhere in my mind, if you go back to the filing cabinet, cabinet, the file cabinet method episode, oh Jesus, if you go back to the episode, you'll kind of know what I'm referencing here. But I had walked down this hallway, filed that information under, um, this is how relationships with men go. That's internally what I did. And so I spent the next couple of years really narrow, narrowing down and focusing in on graduating from college. And then once I graduated college, I wanted to get out of Tennessee. I wanted to flee the country. Okay. And I moved to Dallas and I started graduate school, learned how to be a therapist, learned that like some of my patterns were unhealthy. My dad passed away. So that's another, um, flux of emotions and abandonment that comes up then. So I was a hot mess for a couple of years there. Y'all it was a hot mess. Um, but I say that to say that sometimes we can carry um, our belief system and our hurt and our pain from daddy issues into other relationships with other men that we have. And it isn't always fair to the person that we're in a relationship with, but we can't help it. It's almost like there is an armor that is built on the outside of your heart that says, we've been through this before. We cannot stand to go through it again. We might explode. We might go crazy, as some people will say, right? We may not be able to handle another heartbreak at this dimension with another man again. So what happens is we have a hardened heart. We struggle with being vulnerable with men. We struggle in our relationships when we go on to get married, right? Um, Sometimes this can play out in the sense of this push-pull dynamic in your relationship. Let's talk about it. You get married, you finally find a person where you're like, okay, I guess I'll let a little bit of my guard down for you. You seem cool. You, You seem cool for the majority of our relationship, Um, I felt safe with you, which safety was my, it was my light bulb moment when I met my husband that he was the one because I felt safe for the first time in a long time with a man. I was like, Oh God, now I got to marry you. (laughs) But you feel that sense of safety, safe enough to get married, to get in a relationship. Um, and a committed one at that go before God, say your vows, boom, boom, blad up right? You get married and within covenant, you start to realize maybe more than ever that you crave that vulnerability, that intimacy, that closeness with your husband, but you still do fear that he'll leave. 
because now you have more stake in the game than you have ever had. When you were dating, you could just be like, oh, it was a boyfriend. It never worked out. Now you're married and you've made a covenant with each other. There's more on the line. Now a little bit of the guard wants to go back up. We've, we've reached a new dimension, right? And so you want this closeness, this intimacy, this um, vulnerability with your husband. It's needed. It's necessary. But there's a part of you that says it's unsafe to do it. Even if there's no um, proof or evidence whatsoever that it's unsafe, your protective and your defense mechanisms say, but how do we know that that's all the way true? Right? So a lot of times I see this happening where um, moms will come to me and they'll discuss agitation or anger, resentment that's happening within uh, within the marriage. We dig a little bit deeper and they start to say things like, you know what? I never really wanted to get married in the first place. <laughs> I would have been fine at single my whole life. Or they say things like uh, they sneak in little comments about, you know, if I if something were to happen, he would have died. Or if we were to get a divorce, I feel like I would be OK. It's like you reserve a level of intimacy or vulnerability within your marriage so that in the case that hurt and rejection and abandonment happens, you feel you'll still be okay. You'll be able to bounce back, right? And what that belief does is it causes you to reserve, reserve big parts of you to reserve those deepest uh, desires, dreams, fears from your husband in fear that he knows all my stuff and one day he's going to leave and I'm going to be here broken and shattered like I was before, like I was before with my dad. So this push pull dynamic of, I want to be close, but now that you are, are, are coming towards me, no, 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 stop. I'm like, it is too close. <laughs> right? Like I want to talk to you about my feelings. I want us to know the inner and outer workings of each other, you know, as we are in this committed relationship. But no, 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 stop. You're getting too close. Arguments start to happen when uh, you feel that the, the intimacy has gone up to a different level. And I'm not just talking about sex. I'm talking about that emotional closeness and proximity that your husband has to your heart in all facets, right? So you're picking fights, um, you're being snarky, you're saying things out of the side of your mouth, you're being passive aggressive. And I believe I talked a little bit about this in a previous episode um, in where your husband is paying a price for someone else's problems. <laughs> he might be paying a price for someone else's problems. He hasn't left you. He hasn't abandoned you, but there's this fear that he might. So you have to hold on to the string of protection just in case. And I want to encourage you that the push pull dynamic that you feel stuck in, right? It didn't start with you. It didn't start with your relationship with your husband, but it can end, you can learn to be more vulnerable. You can learn to be more open. You can learn to operate from a place of connection without preparing for disconnection. That you don't always have to plan ahead for the worst case scenario. 
things do happen. People do get divorces, right? Marriages do end. And as I said at the beginning of this episode, this does not apply to um, you if you're in an abusive relationship because your husband is doing things that are keeping you in this push-pull. It is indeed not safe in your relationship, right? But in the event that you're not in an abusive relationship, this push-pull dynamic is something that is going to continue to keep you in this holding cell of not being able to fully heal, not being able to fully walk in your healing. We spend a lot of time and a lot of effort on how do I be a better parent? How do I be a better mom? How do I make sure that I don't break the cycles, right? Having a healthy, uh, having a healthy relationship or marriage modeled to children is what makes the difference. It's not that children are in a home with two parents. That's not what makes the difference. Because sometimes we think that, well, it was me and him. And at least we didn't get a divorce. And at least we're not loud arguing and yelling all the time like my parents were. Because our kids can pick up on even our facial expressions, our passive aggressiveness, right? They're watching. (laughs) So it's not just about you being together. It's about you being healthy together. And that does not mean you don't make mistakes and that you don't have disagreements or that you don't have normal and common marital issues, right? Different seasons of life. You have more energy than he has or he has more energy than you have. You are rediscovering different aspects of your identity. Then he goes through an identity crisis and you have to support him, right? The dynamics of marriage that quite naturally happen. But in that healthy sphere, it's saying I'm with you until the end. I'm with you when you're up top. I'm with you when you're down low. I'm with you when you change for the good. I'm with you when you change for not so good. That's not abusive. Okay. But when you're in that transition of one step to the other, I'm with you. I'm supporting you. I'm praying over you. Right. That is the health. And to be able to function in that requires vulnerability. It requires getting out the push-pull dynamic that is a um, punishment to your husband for a problem that he didn't create. I told you I was going to be in your business. I told you. I gave you the warning up top, so don't don't tell me that I didn't warn you. I warned you, okay? If this is an episode that's like, dang, why are you reading my life? It is a call in. It is a call in for you to evaluate those patterns, looking through those triggers, right? If you need to go to marriage counseling, as you guys work through that together, do it. If you need individual support, which um, most couples who thrive in marriage counseling thrive in individual support. That's usually how it goes because we all bring our own baggage to the relationship, right? But having that individual support for yourself so that you can say, I'm done with operating out of my daddy issues. I'm done. I don't want my husband to pay a price for someone else's problems. Yeah. So if you want me to be the one to support you and help you with this dynamic, you show up to the relationship whole by way of healing, by way of grieving, by way of being honest 
about how hurtful that relationship or lack thereof with your father imprinted on your heart and now therefore your marriage I encourage you to go to momfullyyou.com backslash coaching so that we can have a chat. You can schedule your call, have a chat with me about how I can support you through this journey. It'll be an honor, absolute pleasure to talk with you and see how I can support you. Momfullyyou.com backslash coaching is the way to get there. As always, thank you for stopping by to talk with me today. I had a blast and I can't wait for us to be able to do it again. But until then, take care.